Hello, everybody. I thought I would just segue right into this since I haven't been on <clears throat> in a couple of weeks. Um, how's everybody doing this afternoon? <clears throat> Sorry. I'm Dr. Missy Hood <clears throat> with Ezekiel's Wheel, and I got this gunk in my throat. I'm so sorry. Hey, everybody. Good to see you on YouTube. Good to see you on Facebook. Glad to see you guys this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing okay. No music today, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we'll get it going next next Tuesday when we get rolling with you guys again. But I do have some <clears throat> interesting insight to talk to you about for the 15-Minute Rev. Um I really honestly, before we even get going today, I kind of want to give you uh, an update of what I sense is happening in the body right now, because I really, really feel like <clears throat> I am so sorry. I really, really feel like, though, I really sense that everybody is so sick and tired of prophecy. They're sick and tired of uh, all talk and no do kind of a thing within the body of Christ right now that people are just burned out and they've kind of tuned out a lot of voices. And that's that's a shame, but it's at the same time, it's a good thing because I, I was told by a mentor one time, too many voices create confusion. So if you find yourself in that place, I believe that's because a lot of people are fatigued. A lot of people are burned out and they just want to see action. They want to see action taking place in the nation. And so I believe today's 15 minute rev has to do a lot with where we're at as the body, <clears throat> where you may or may not be. I hope you are. Um, but if not, then uh, you may be a good time for you to be inquiring of the Lord to find out what you need to do to break through. So this is where we're at um, right now, I think, just briefly as a brief overview. But before we jump in, I want to give thanks and let you guys know, did anybody check out and see Margaret Rowe in People Magazine this last week? Um, we're really excited. We want to thank her for sponsoring us as well as Mac Talk Radio. We can't do what we do without you. So, But we are really, really proud of her with her new book called Through the Lens. If you didn't check that out, <clears throat> it's on sale at Barnes & Noble. You want to make sure to check that out. Go grab your copy. That's her first book in the trilogy of books that she's going to be doing. We've done one together. Our next one together is coming out next month. So we're real excited about that. It's called Just a Conversation Away. But go check out her new book called Through the Lens. It talks about her brand and about her jewelry that she designs. She actually dresses the elites on the red carpet. I'm not going to say the elites, the stars. She's a Christian, strong Christian, but she's really, really gifted in that area. So go check us out. Go check her out. Uh, our book is us, but her book, first one is her. And go check out her brand at margaretrow.com. She does a great, just a beautiful, beautiful jewelry design. So um, also, did you catch my interview with Micah Turnbow last night? <clears throat> Prophetic voice. Really interesting interesting prophetic voice and we got our next prophetic voice as well coming up with apostle craig wells i think it's november the 10th if you want to check him out as well but my interview with him with micah last night was so fascinating because it's always good to know when you're on the same spiritual page with people but also that you're in alignment with god and that you're moving out of your old and into your new to make sure you're in alignment with where god wants you to go and, and be and do so go check him out and check out what insight he brought with regard to angels, with regard to witchcraft and uh, the different things that we're facing now as a body, because we're facing things that we've never had to face before as intercessors. And so if this is you, consider going and checking that out. And uh, we'll look forward to also catching you with Apostle Craig Wells. But what's going on around the body of Christ in you? 
I'll before I jump into this, I'll say <clears throat> you can kind of gauge if you're aligned with the bride, with the true bride, if you're taking major persecution right now. And if if it's what's going on on the government mountain with 45, then you're aligned. You're aligned if you're taking major persecution. Um, if you're if you're just not really taking very, very much and you're just kind of doing your own thing, then chances are you might want to do a deep in deep inward Deep, do, do some inward insight so that you can find out what you need to be doing because the bride right now in my experience has been if you're a threat to the devil <clears throat> he's honed in on you and he's that's what we talked about last night with Micah Turnbow um, the enemy's focused on people who are helping people come out and through and we're trying to get them uh, rightly aligned we're trying to get them delivered <clears throat> so they can align in time and um be in the right place at the right time with God. And that's what we're called to be. We're called to be sons and daughters of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times and knowing what God's called us to do. But that's also bringing you back into God's heart again so you can come into all truth. You understand that? So if the truth offends you, I'm going to talk about it right now and at the beginning of this segment today. If, if the truth offends you, then chances are you've got some healing that you need to do. Okay, because the truth should never offend you. Not ever. If, if you're a lover of truth, you should just be gleaning it and, and eating it up because all the truth prophets, the truthful prophets that are telling you the truth are speaking the truth. Right. They're, they're talking in hard truths right now. Hard truths trying to get you aligned. So, again, if that offends you, you need to recheck your heart condition. So but what's going on around the body of Christ right now? <clears throat> Again, it's what is happening to 45 is happening to you. That's what the Lord's been showing me. Meaning many of the true bride are being held hostage from taking the rightful place of authority. That's what the enemy is trying to do to you. He's trying to hold you stuck, stagnant in time to where you never rightly align. Remember the Bible stated there would be a fight over times and laws. So the enemy is trying to keep us from rightly taking our rightful place beside Christ in heavenly places for one, but for two, our place in time to where God's time cannot align. But the good news is if you are the bride and you have been aligned, you're already forcefully being taken there. So nothing can stop you except for a minor delay here and there, but you're going on through. And so, and I'll get into that in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself, but <clears throat> it's just because of the lack of maturity spiritually with the bride. Um, and because there's a lot of friendly fire going on right now, a lot of the occult, we're facing a lot of the occult mess, but that's, that's pretty much an easy takedown. I don't think that they're really that big of a threat as much as, People abusing the word of God and people abusing their fivefold giftings, which are creating a lot of stag stagnancy and uh, static in the atmosphere. So you're going to have to be focused on taking that stuff down too. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it doesn't pollute you or doesn't pollute your atmosphere, not pollute you, but pollute your atmosphere. Sorry. So that then tells me that many intercessors don't know how to clear out the atmosphere around them uh, to where they can continually have their prayers going out and through. Um, and, and only if you're able to clear out the atmosphere, which means you're able to make room for your true fivefold ministers and your truth prophets in those atmospheres to get their words through, to get their prayers answered before the Lord. So again, the occult has been releasing <clears throat> witchcraft ceilings, if you will, 
or witchcraft webbing systems, that's what I call them, through codified law, spells, and magic to keep your prayers from making it through through time. And, and this is another thing I'm experiencing too, to watch some of these goofy people. I am absolutely appalled by some of the thinking and just the levels of stupidity that I'm seeing with even leaders um, thinking that, and people that are stuck in their flesh, leaders that are stuck in their flesh, thinking that they're going to stop God. I mean, and, and really hinder other people's prayers from going through or other people from aligning. It's like this. A lot of people are getting stuck because they're realizing they're stuck and they're realizing they've made bad choices in the past. So now they're trying to make up time, which you can't do, by the way. Uh, well, God can. He can redeem your time. But that's if he chooses to. But unfortunately, we're in a season of judgment right now, and he's holding everybody accountable for what they do and don't do, or else he'd make himself out to be a liar, and he's not a liar. But I'm absolutely amazed at what I'm seeing with people trying to pray witchcraft prayers, prayers pray to miss, trying to make evil decrees, thinking that they're not being held accountable, and God's marking it all down, and he's still taking care of the true bride. He's still bringing us inside. And so I'm finding people trying to release things in the gates of progression, trying to keep us from going forth in time. And I'm thinking, have you lost your ever loving minds? Because God is watching you. And so I, I'm just shaking my head thinking, well, oh, well, that's, up. you know, you're left to take up your devices with him. But we are in a time now where truth is walking into the room and truth is taking inspection he's he's taking notes on and inspecting us and i'm getting ahead of myself again but he's also being followed by judgment and so if judgment is right behind him by the way that has to occur because anywhere you come near to a holy god um in truth and you're saying i want more of god i want more of you god i want more of the truth i want to come back into the ancient of days well and you're asking i want more love or whatever it is you're asking for If you come nearer to a holy God, what do you think is going to happen? What did you actually think would happen? Did you actually think it would be some pie-in-the-sky experience where, oh, we're going to get back into the old by-and-by and and it's going to be like it used to be? No. No. What's going to happen is that he's going to forcefully force you to rightly align, even in time, and it's going to become very uncomfortable around you which is part of the pressure of what we're experiencing right now. This is not all bad, by the way. This is the way he gets us into our new. And so what I'm seeing is that these people are are still thinking that they're going to stay in their old ways. And it's like, nope, not happening. And so they're getting left out. They're getting left outside. They're getting left like the five virgins outside. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but These are things that we're going to have to pay attention to, to come out of the stagnation while God works us through. He works us into our new. And so um, if you're walking through what feels like a delay right now, the Lord said, no, I've got you. I'm, I'm helping you make your way through right now. If you've been faithful to me and I'm bringing you out of holy, unholy realities that the enemy has tried to get so many to buy into. And and I have to say too, you know, how do you discern the difference between a holy reality and an unholy reality? Because so many people think they're okay right now. And that's because maybe judgment hasn't hit hit, hit you yet. But the thing that I would have to ask myself is and it's a first red flag is if you're losing firepower, 
I tell people that I've been saying that, I feel like I repeat and repeat and repeat myself. I mean, just constantly. But that's what God has me saying. But if you're finding yourself losing firepower, that's a good indicator. You're not moving forth with God in the hour. You're, you're losing time. So, this is because, I believe the stagnancy is because the devil knows that if he can withhold God's truth or cause delay, and truth is the key here for some of you, if he can withhold truth from you and keep you in this place of deception or in an unholy reality, <clears throat> then you'll quit and give up. But not for the true bride. Because we knew, and we still do know, that who we can count on, and we know that God's faithful to finish what he starts. And so what I'm seeing in my own walk is that God's moving us out of our senses. We're not allowed to rely upon our fivefold giftings. We're not allowed to rely upon things that are going on around us or what we think we know, because we've never been here before. And so what it's all boiling down to is that God is forcing us to take him at his word. When he tells us something, he's like, either I said I'm going to do it or I didn't. And, and so then now God is forcing us into this new place of letting his will be proven, letting his will be made true. That's what happens when you come near all truth, is that as you come forward into the unfolding process, truth is revealed. The mysteries of God are revealed. Either what you're praying for is of you, your flesh, or it's of him. And so that's what he's been telling me for three weeks now. And we're seeing this prove itself again and again and again. And, and I'm absolutely, I'm excited, actually. I'm really, really excited because so far, so good for us. I mean, we're just, we're doing our best. I hope it's the same for you. But again, there are two streams moving now. At the same time, <clears throat> with one aligning with God and his truth, seeking out the true to king's decree. And, and by the way, the devil nor his people can keep you out of what God has for you. Just want to throw that caveat out there for you. But nor can they stop you from doing what God has called you to do. That's the best news I've heard. I was listening to the Lord. We were by the bay. That's why we were out for a couple weeks. By the way, we gave our staff a, a needed a break. And we went and uh, got refreshed, and we just sought the Lord, and, and boy, did God show up, man. It was really, really cool. But um, <clears throat> what we learned in that time was that if God tells you something, if he makes you a promise, and he tells you, I'm going to do this for you, or I'm going to do that through the true prophets, if it's a truth prophet, not just you hearing yourself and some pie-in-the-sky demon in your bloodline, then he watches over that word to perform it. And all you got to do is believe. You just got to believe your way forward. But what I'm seeing now is because we have so many people that are misaligned and now they're ticked off and they should be ticked off at themselves. They need to give themselves a, a little kick in the rear, if you will, because don't get mad at people who have done what God called us to do. Try to learn and try to align yourself too. That's what God wants you to do. But we find so many people in a panic right now, and that's for the three-fourths of the disobedient bride, and I knew this was going to happen, where they realized they were missing the move of God. They were completely missing their door. And so now they're trying to make up in time, and God's like, some doors don't come around again. <clears throat> and this is one of those doors. And I don't understand that. I haven't been told anything else about that. 
I've just been told that much of that truth. That this time, this visitation in time will not come around again. It's only a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you want to make sure you enter in. And I do know I'm hearing the Lord on that one. So the enemy can't take away what God has for you. Nor can they stop you from doing what God's called you to do. But this entire time you've been walking out this, this trust test with God. How many feel like you're in the trust test? I know I do. Um, God's been teaching you again how to trust him to give you his best while all the disobedient people are left to their own devices. What are you building your house on? Sincerely, what are you building your house on? That came up this morning in our team call. What are you building your house on? Are you building your house on your name or on your ways, on you, what you think you're hearing from the ancient of days? That's a whole nother conversation, but I'll go there. A lot of people think they're hearing God and all they're listening to are bloodline demons because they haven't gotten free. So they've been given all this instruction, but it's not from Jesus. It's not from the true King's decree. And so you can think you're hearing you're doing what's right, <clears throat> but you're really doing what's right in your own eyes. And that's a scary thing in this hour, because in this hour, you want to make sure you hit that door. And so building on the sand without God's structural integrity will cost you because you won't enter into your land. Meaning everything you try to create with your own words in this hour, for one, it is not heard by God. And if God didn't build it, it can be torn down spiritually. And God is not responsible for what you want to do. He's responsible for what he's bringing forth in kingdom. Those are the only things he'll take care of. If God builds it, he'll keep it. So that's why you want God to prove his will in time. Are you building your will or are you building the divine? And so then these people are left who have wasted all this time, all these people building in their own ways now. This is what we're coming into. These people are left with a complete waste of time, and they're trying to build and run a circus or a sham like like a clown does. Have you ever seen a clown in a circus? They run around. They're all over the place. They're, they're trying to entertain, always trying to keep people and keep people entertained. That's a lot of what the church is becoming. The old, the disobedient church is becoming a clown show. And I never thought I'd say that, but I'm getting into the guts of the conversation. But if you know anything about circuses, circuses are only meant to be for show. There's nothing any deeper than what you see than in the entertainment process. Where God is now teaching the bride the way in what she should go. Because circuses are built on chaos from within. Unhealed areas, meaning there are multiple things occurring under a tent that aren't necessarily built by him. It's a big show. It's all looking good. It's, it's in keeping you entertained and it's good for now. But there's no real structural reality going on. There's nothing that's really built with firmness that's going on. It's a temporary thing. You'll come in and you'll leave because it won't help you maintain a thing. <clears throat> and if you know anything else about circuses, they're great for little kids. They're great. They're great for the immature. For those always wanting to be entertained because their flesh always demands its own ways. Always going along and 
doing with the sheeple, never coming out from amongst them, like he told Abraham. See, and this is free. This is just coming into my spirit. If, if you know anything about Abraham, <clears throat> when God said, come out from amongst them, he meant it and he said it to him so that he could develop his own identity in Christ and set him apart so that he could be used by God and to reflect God's heart. And then Abraham, if you know anything about his life, we all have heard the story about Sarah and Hagar and how they came into a trust test where God gave Sarah and Abraham a promise to give him his best. Or he could settle and try to do it himself, just like he and Hagar did. Sarah, it was all up to Sarah. Sarah was behind it. Oh, here, here, use my concubine. And that, and we've heard that story a million times. I mean, I've heard it a million times. But we were learning this morning, Hagar represents the structure of religion and death, the law, living by the law, living in the flesh. And then Sarah actually represents uh, walking by the Spirit, learning how to walk in the Spirit, stepping into the right time with God and waiting in the test of time for the divine. And see, so many people are getting caught up in this stuff, and, and I am absolutely, I call them circus dwellers, false prophets, false apostles, false evangelists, teachers, preachers, all false, trying to keep people entertained so they don't lose their their uh, pocketbook or their what they monetarily have created themselves because now a lot of them are afraid to lose their name and unfortunately this is what we're heading into if you don't believe me go check out my interview with Micah Turnbull last night he's seeing the same things I'm seeing and I haven't told anybody until last night so if you're always trying to entertain the few or those who will enter in because they sound like even their words do. They sound like the truthful few. They always have to mimic us. They go look us up. They go look up the truth prophets. And then they try to copy. It's like Pete and repeat over and over again. They regurgitate each other's things instead of seeking the Lord to see what he had have to say to them about a thing. So, yet their lives are in chaos like a three-ring circus with many dwelling under the big top of hell because that entertainment spirit has now taken many under its spell. When God is saying, if you really wanted to know me, and if you really still do, and you want to know the truth, then begin by asking me to deal with you. Helping you to get free so you can finally see what I've been saying all along. Because this is what the Lord is saying right now in this hour. What he told me today. He said, many are contemplating what to do. But no, the enemy's not outfoxing you or me. For in time, many will see my holy reality and that they really could trust me. But for those who choose to trust their senses or their own nose, their nose was cut off to despite their face because the disobedient purposefully chose to go their own way, which pulled them out of my time. Where I told you that the true time, that true time was mine. Therefore, only I can lead you through into it, but you had to trust me in order 
for me to do it. Not trusting in yourselves or in your own ways, which is where many have gotten led astray. Down the wrong highway of time. Many ships lost at sea because they followed an unholy reality of which they thought might receive, they might receive from me. And you know, it's interesting. When I was in Alabama, I won't say where I was. <laughs> well, now you already know. Uh, we were by the bay. But anyway, I've never seen so many beaches in my whole life, by the way. I think we went to like 10 different beaches. You know how many beaches? Sincerely, you know how many beaches there are? So many, so many beaches. <laughs> Laguna Beach, Alice Beach. Where else did we go? Rosemary Beach, Panama City Beach. Gosh, look, I, there's too many to count, actually. But we went beach hopping one day, and that's all we did was go from town to town to town to the beaches. But when I was there, one of my staff made a really interesting point, and, and I haven't forgotten it because it's so true of where we're at right now. And she said, you know, Dr. Missy, she said, you know why it's so important for ships to chart degrees and to give specific degree points where they're at in the water? And I said, why? And she said, because all it takes is one degree to get off course. And I said, how is that? And she said, because the farther you go on in that one degree being off over time, you can become miles off course and completely miss your destination completely miss your destination or destiny which is what i uh, am sensing have happened to many in this hour one degree one fleshly choice can cause us to miss godly opportunities or our future and I'm telling you, if they're saying this is the year of the open door <clears throat> before we went to this conference, um, they were saying that. But the month before that, the Lord had told me, when you enter into the stroke of midnight on 2023 and you cross over into your new reality, the Lord says, I'm going to open a door for you like a groom does for his bride, where a gentleman opens the door so she can come inside and just segues right on through. Let's just watch me as I do this for you. And you're going to slide right on through into 2024. And it's going to be easier than it ever was before. Cause this wasn't, it, this has been a pressuresome year, but only because we were coming out of our old into our new, but it's been a hard year for people who've gotten behind and gotten misaligned. <clears throat> and the bad, even the worst news, um, is that because of the spiritual laws that are fixing to come into play now on this new level, it's going to even make our way more so narrow, more narrower than they've ever been before. And so that's going to be a real cutoff point for people who've gotten behind, because now you're really going to have to ask God, what do I do to make up this time? And again, he can redeem time, but uh, I was afraid this was going to happen. Um, and I don't, I don't know, I know where he's, I can kind of guess where he's taking us, um, because I have seen glimpses of it, but I have, I was been, I've been really, really worried about this for the entire body, um, because I knew this was going to happen, where people were going to get ticked off, they were afraid to step out, and then they were going to get ticked off at God, 
and then ticked off at people who had done what they were supposed to have done. And, and it's kind of like, I can't walk your walk for you. Nobody can walk your walk for you. Faith is an act, and the action is in the doing. And so I don't know what God is going to do to help people make up. Because I do know in my heart, and I was worried about this too, is that in those four people groups, we talked about the first ones who didn't want the new information about the new move. The second group who were too afraid to step out in the new move. The third group were stuck on stupid and they thought they were going to enter into the new move with their grave clothes on and their arrogance. <clears throat> God's like, no. And he, he shut the door in their face. The fourth people group stepped out on trust, which was the trust test. And none of us knew we were stepping into a trust test. But I did see a group of people stepping that were caught up in that third people group and they didn't mean to get there. They didn't mean to step in with them. They accidentally got pulled in because of either listening to the wrong voice or just, just by life circumstances. I don't know, but I knew that they were innocent people. They were innocent. And so that people group, I'm so sorry. Um, that people group, God was going to shake out from amongst them and help them come on in out of mercy. But those are the only people I see that happening to. And that's what concerns me. That highly concerns me. And so I don't know where this leaves us with regard to uh, the glory as far as coming into revival. Maybe it's maybe it's the group of people that are coming in as standard bearers that have been obedient <clears throat> are being used to be leaders for the new revival or for the glory coming in. But we haven't gotten that far yet for that to unfold. So I guess we'll find out together as we enter in. So um, right now it's not a time to be trusting in yourself for your own ways, which is where many have gotten led astray down the wrong highway of time And so this is what has happened to many in the body of Christ because many chose not to get free. So they hear the true voice of the Lord, uh, which would have taken them. So had they heard the true voice of the Lord, it would have taken them into the right time, the right truth, the right reality, which would have led them into the right destiny. But now I hear many saying to me, but Lord, this is the key. This is what they're saying now. But Lord, Here we are. We're here now. We're here now. And we're chartering a new course back to you in time. But the Lord says, this is what's upsetting me for many of you, that this is you. The Lord says, I see, I see that, but you should have rechartered a long time ago if you wanted to enter into the divine. But many of you were so busy, too busy worrying about what man would say if you went a different way that you lost timing with me a way of the way of Yahweh and then you got and many still are angry with me when I tell you the truth about where you are today which is nobody's fault but your own because you chose to go with your own feelings or the majority of those getting lost in time because you were so sure that you knew how to align however your ways were not and many are still not aligned with my truth Your ways are aligned with you because of what you fear my truth or my humbling would cost you. And to that, I would have to say, this is truly, this truly is all on many of you. 
because I was taking you or talking to you the entire time about how to align, but you were so inclined to yourselves because many of you thought more of yourselves than you did of me. When I've been trying to get your attention to walk in my ways so you could enter a holy reality back to the ancient of days. But it's too late for that now, says the Lord, because there are ramifications for sin. Because just like I told the five virgins, no, you may not enter in. They missed their time of visitation. They missed their door because they were so stuck in the past and in the ways I did things before. But I warned many of you all along the way that if you kept on in your own direction, you leave me no choice. My cloud would move on without you while you moved farther away from the ancient of days. Can you come back to me? Says the Lord. Well, sure you can, but it won't be like you were once used by me because your wine is stale and your ways won't stand. This is the reason I kept calling you in in hopes that you might listen and that you might change your mind about a few things. But this is what happens when man is determined to do his thing and not mine. Being so afraid of being looked upon as foolish in front of others because of the divine. Did you really think I cared about how my directives might make you feel? No, says the Lord. I did it so your heart might be healed and set free to walk with me in heaven here on earth. So now, while many of you have been left behind, my true bride is about to give birth. That is a hurtful thing for me to say, believe it or not. I've had a tough time with this today um, because I don't know where it's going. And I'll be just as curious as many of you, um, because in my heart, I'm thinking, Lord, this doesn't make sense. You know, you're a God of mercy and, and it gets into it later in the word. I mean, he explains himself, but oh my gosh, I've, I've just never seen this side of, side of God. And so it, it's very disconcerting to me or I don't even know, but let's move into Jeremiah 51, one through 53, where it speaks about good old Jeremiah. Facing down man's system, the system of Babylon. <clears throat> and I was reading about it last night, actually, where Babylon had, God was using Babylon, actually. He was using Babylon to teach Israel and Judah a lesson about getting out of alignment with God and getting caught up in man's ways. Now, what did we see? I'm probably getting ahead of myself. We, we, we've been seeing it the last 30 years, actually, with the church trying to, I think, in my opinion, um, making ourselves relevant to the world around us so that they would actually want to partake so that we wouldn't look like we were such weirdos. And But you know what, man? Um, and I, don't, I hate to say that word. It's, we're not weirdos. We're set apart. And so I think that's where many... We've, we lost our way. I mean, I think the church lost its way with... Uh, getting so caught up in the hoopla of the world that we forgot the privilege of what being set apart really is. It's a privilege. It's a privilege 
where God has called you from birth. He said, I've called you by name in your mind. It doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you anything. It makes you gods. And um, I'm glad to see you too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I've been away. We've been trying to get refreshed, but it's good to see you, Casey. Um, you know, but we're coming back. He's bringing us back for those who will listen right now in this hour. And I really, really pray to God that it's many of you. I really, really do. Um, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. I'm going to read what he told me. I, there's so many things in my spirit right now because I haven't talked to you in a while. But Babylon, what is Babylon? <clears throat> Babylon is man's, represents man's worldly systems, his idols, the things that, the, that are like glittery to the world. Uh, and all that glitters is not gold, by the way. And, and the devil will always come in, in my opinion, and, and try to bring these things that are so alluring, alluring, alluring to us, if I can talk. They're alluring to us and trying to make us feel like they have more uh, power or more importance than God, that they have more to offer us than God. And then we settle for these secondary things that have no power. They've led us off our beaten path. And here we are down on this pathway, down this road we never meant to be on. And we're like, how did this happen? How did this happen? Have you ever found yourself there in some of your circumstances? I did about 35 years ago when God yanked the slack out of all my chains and jerked me back into my walk with him. And I was pursuing the things of the world because I just didn't want anything to do with this. And God said, nope, I called you by name in your mind. Answer the call. And so he has lifted a lot of you up for such a time as this. But Babylon, man's worldly systems, where God had once used Babylon against his own people as a battle axe to bring judgment because of the church's continual need to participate in the world's ways. And they became like it because of it. When you need to be accepted by man. Woo, here we go. Now we're getting into the conversation. When you have this need, this insatiable need, and I see it within leaders right now. I see it within the sheep. I see it within the world. It's everywhere. You can't just label one one mountain. It, it's everywhere. You do it in your jobs. Oh, if, if I suck up to the boss, then I'm accepted. Or if I play on this person's you know weaknesses. That's a Jezebelian spirit, by the way. That's manipulation and control. Or if I suck up next to leadership in the church, then I'll make my own way. Nope, your gifts make room for themselves. And if it's your time, God is not, he's moving you right on through, by the way. It's your time. You can't stop what God has ordained, Acts 5.39. Something's of God, you can't stop it. So we see this. I'm just, I'm just going to talk to you in honest terms, in Missy terms. We call it, I'm going to start calling myself Missy Maya. I feel like the world's Jeremiah. <laughs> so that's what I feel like when I'm reading about stuff about Jeremiah. I'm like, I can so relate with this guy. Oh my gosh. So I'm gonna call myself Missy Maya. But um yeah. But yeah. So we try to fit in. People try to fit in. And what you what you get caught up in is that once you start trying to appease men, God starts drawing back from you. He starts pulling back from you and because he's like, gosh, can I count on them? Are you always going to be afraid of what people are going to think about you if I tell you to do a thing instead of trying to please me? Because it'll cost you. It'll eventually cost you if you continue down that pathway. And so you have to be sold out to him 
if you don't want to get placed on a shelf. And this is what I'm seeing happening to many ministries now. Not just a few or little dabble do. I'm talking about big ministries. Big ministries, and they're losing firepower now. So, and a lot of them think, well, it hasn't hit me yet. And God's like, yeah, well, judgment doesn't usually. Sometimes it can. Sometimes God will strike strike a person or strike a ministry or strike a thing. Usually, it's an unfolding process of judgment. It's an unslow, it's a slow, miserable unfolding process of losing power. And you can always tell when the numbers go up and down on here, they don't like what they hear. It's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Okay. Like yourself out. But they get afraid. They don't like the truth. So it's like, mm, okay. Not my problem. I'll leave that with you. So God refers to the church then, Israel or Judah, who God had promised would be restored back to their land. Where God had to bring in his judgment because of the sinful natures that had erupted within his people. They had followed the world's ways. Because many in the body, let me introduce you to some of our terminology, had taken on the enemy's heart. They got stuck in the flesh. We call this the zodiac clock. Your sign, knowing the signs and the times, being sons and daughters of Issachar. Know your sign, know yourself. That's your what you're born into, your gifts and callings. A lot of people say, that's new age. Optimus. Just flick that thought off. I'm just teaching you where you came out of. God created it all first. The witches and the Satanists hijacked it. But for purposes of helping you understand where you're going and where you've come out of, that's why I mentioned this stuff. Also to help you understand the Lord's heart, the Mazaroff. Per my friend Chris Carter, if you didn't study under Chris, we lost Chris this last summer. But the Zodiac... <clears throat> Represents the sinful nature, Man, man's unredeemed flesh, the fleshly heart of the devil. By the way, the only thing that he has access to. If you're operating in the Mazaroff, God's starting to cover you. So the enemy's trying to keep you stuck in your flesh to keep you from entering into your new. Why do you think he led, led many of you out into the world? He led you to start trying to appeal to the ways of man. That's what we're finding. We're finding out these things now as we get to know the strategies of the enemy, but also the way God is taking us so we can find out how to get into our new land. And so Satan has been very, very busy in working to keep the body out of God's heart so they couldn't enter into the right time. Don't you think he is a guy of strategy? He used to be the lead strategist around the heart of God. I believe he purposefully planned this. I believe Satan even started observing a lot of you Josephs who are front runners, true front runners for the Lord. And he started recognizing a new firepower on you, on many of us. But if we've seen this, the enemy's heart show up in a lot of leaders, a lot of sheeple who are power hungry and who refuse to get cleaned up. Why would God endue you with power if you're a power grubber? Why would he do that? <clears throat> I call them that. They're power grubbers. All they want is the power. They don't want God. They just want his power. They've always been power grubbers. They'll always be power grubbers. It, it's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And so God will not endue a vessel with power who doesn't have the right motive because they'll abuse it. Which is why a lot of them haven't been used by God in this capacity because they've been abusing what little power he's given them all along anyway. 
So why would he give you more? That's just ludicrous. But the enemy targeted a lot of you because you were chosen by God to carry the new. And like Joseph started in on a testing season, so did many of you. And so you went from fire to fire to fire to fire for 30 years, a lot of you, to prepare you for such a time as this. God lifted you up for such a time as this. And now you're being used to help the bride find her way back to him so she can come inside. To help her get realigned with God's clock, God's heart. Because God is looking at his forsaken wife. Pardon me. So she can be reunited with her husband. And so she could flee the idols of man's godless system. But God was demanding now that man separate himself wholly to the Lord. To come out from amongst them into God's majesty, into the sound of the truthful, the true king's decree. Not what man was now caught up listening to, which was the demonic songs of their bloodlines, those cursings that they were now being influenced into, by the way, through witchcraft. It's all witchcraft. But back into the right stream, so they could get repositioned again, into a holy thing. And see, this is where I'm talking from my heart to yours. I mean, this is it's free. It's from me. I don't understand in my heart, and maybe you think I'm naive, um, or in my childlike nature. I have a very childlike nature. And so people really mis- misinterpret and really, what do you say, they, uh, they not misunderstand, they, they, Gosh, what is that, Lord? They underestimate the Lord in me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. They underestimate the Lord in me. Because just because someone has a childlike heart doesn't mean they're without firepower. doesn't mean they're without power. And it doesn't mean that they're not equipped to do the thing that God's given them to do in the hour. So, see, God, I believe, has dressed himself up so unassumingly on many of your vessels, Joseph's, that many people could not believe that God would do would choose to use you to do a holy thing. Because you don't look like, you don't sound like, you don't look like the old thing. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Um, and that was good for that old season, but not for this new thing. Because God's going after the bride and she's gotten caught up in the world system. So he's and, and he did it to preserve many of them. That's, that sounds like a dichotomy. Okay, so check this out. It's one thing to me to choose to participate in the thing willingly, knowing what God says about it, versus getting accidentally caught up in it. God has mercy for the accidentally caught up in it. He doesn't have mercy for the ones who chose to sin purposefully. Because you did it knowingly. But for these, he's going after the accidentally caught up in it, caught up in it out in the world. He's like, I'm going after my bride. And I'm going to purposefully and, and, and carefully invite her inside because she's been so let down 
by the church. She doesn't even know which way is, is up. And so I'm going after her. <clears throat> but for you guys who did it purposefully, the Lord says you can sit your butt outside. You can sit outside. Because that's what you deserve for doing what you knew I didn't approve of. And you did it anyway. So, this is the time we find ourselves within. <clears throat> you're either entering in or you're stuck outside. Until or unless you decide to become part of God's pure, spotless bride. So you see, do you really want to know the truth about what's wrong with the church? I think I've just told a little bit of it to you. A little bit of it to you. Or those who claim to know the Lord. Is that many are so used to watered down Christianity that when truth or God's true spirit of truth showed up, he offends you. He offends many of you. His truth offends you. Because many of you have gotten so misaligned in time when you should be lovers of truth so your own heart deceives you. And you think you're okay because your heart can't or won't listen to anything. But the things that make you feel comfortable about your dysfunctional self. Ooh, ouch. I'm going to be true to him. I'm saying what he's telling me to say to you. But this is the place we're shifting into right now. You're either with him or you're not. God says, let God be God and every man a liar. And choose this day whom you're going to serve. You can't serve two masters. So, at some point, did you really, really think, and I'm really saying this honestly, some of you, especially leaders, did you really think you were above getting course corrected or uh, rebuked by the Lord? Rebuked. And then you have the audacity to say, oh, it's just that prophet Elijah. Oh, they never have a kind thing to say. It's just that Missy Maya. She never has a kind thing to say to us. She doesn't like us. I don't. I don't. I don't like fakes. I don't like lack of authenticity. I don't. You can't trust him. You can't trust him because it's they're good chameleons. They 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 become whatever they think you need them to be, and then God exposes the real reality of what's inside of them which is usually not God. It's usually the demonic. It's usually demonic hiding itself. But these are the best lessons you could ever learn is when somebody actually tells you the truth about yourself. You know the best lessons I've ever learned about myself? When I was stuck in hell and choosing to be there, by the way. I liked my sin. I liked it back then. And I liked what I liked I thought I did, actually. But when I'd go home at night, I'd be so lonely. And I'd be thinking, God, am I ever going to be loved again? Am I ever going to feel love again? Without knowing that it was God who had brought me in. It was Him. It was Him and His Spirit on my life. And I'd forced Him to draw back from me. And it was the loneliest place I'd ever walked in in my whole life. Ever. And it didn't matter how much success I had. And I was very successful. God made me very, he blessed the work of my hands. I was very, my career was taking off, making money hand and fist. 
<clears throat> doing very, very well. And I've been very, very blessed by him. And actually, before that even began, he was using me to design for churches. Multi-million dollar show for churches. So, he was setting me up. And little did I know, he was setting me up for this. What a shock that was. What a shocker. Shock, shockaroo. And it was a shock for me because I was thinking, can't you choose somebody else? <laughs> Is there somebody more qualified? Please, God. But yeah, the best thing though that ever, the best lesson I ever learned about myself were in the times where someone had the guts, who loved me, they had the guts to stand up to my deception and tell me the truth about myself. And they were just as firm as I'm being with you. So you can get mad and you can act like a wuss and you can run away thinking, oh, if I don't hear her, it's not going to affect me. Believe it or not, the truth has found you. <laughs> Your sin has found you out, actually. But the truth is omniscient. He's everywhere. So I don't know who you think you're hiding from. That's just stuck on stupid. That's just dumb. Thinking you're going to hide yourself from God. So you can stay in your deception, instead of getting rightly aligned with God and with His truth. So God is saying, in this hour, don't you think maybe it's time to deal with you? God loves you enough to tell you the truth. Which brings us to Titus 2, 1-15. Well, we're, all, we're all called to serve, in the church especially, but in the right way. Where, you know, everybody's thinking, I want to serve, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they don't want to get cleaned up in order so they can be used by God. I want to do this, and I want to be an apostle, and I want to be da 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 I want to be a prophet, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Do you know what that requires of you? We were talking about it last night with Micah. We are talking about, you have to go low, you have to go down before you go up. You understand? You learn to serve God's people. You learn to love the sheep. And God told me, he said, Missy, take care of my sheep, and I'll take care of this ministry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what did I just agree to? Okay. Uh, sometimes I think, do you know what you're doing? Yes, he does. He always does. But, you know, God doesn't just want you coming in and serving any old way. Because it doesn't matter how old we get. God's always going to cause us, call us to service. And in order to stay employed, we have to keep doing things God's way. What does that mean to you? That means... Do you understand what love is? Because the love I serve, the God I serve, is others-oriented. It's not about me. Matter of fact, if I'm serving, if I'm serving correctly, hopefully, I'm not looking to get anything back from it. But it, always, it comes anyway because of the Galatians 6-7 law. You reap what you sow. And so you're always sowing, and you enter into that reciprocal law of sowing and reaping. You give love, you receive love. You you give whatever he's got you sowing, and you receive it back. And so, it, it but it's in this place of honor. It's in this new place of honor that he's having a stand in and step back into. And a lot of people think that they're honoring God because they have a title or because they have achieved some measure of success, without realizing that he's not the one that built that. It was you. So where's the honor in that? You were honoring you. Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Kind of like what I was doing when I was in TV and film. Look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what we do when we're in our flesh. That's what we do. 
But now it's time to look at you. It's time to let God see if you have entered into true intimacy. Are you still stuck with you? You're still self-focused. You're still, what about me? What about me? That's what a 15-year-old does. That's what teenagers do. They're under the circus tent. Like clowns. Like downtown Brown. And then we ended up, because of our disobedience, we ended up getting ourselves shelved when we get stuck in our own ways because we miss God's original purpose. Where are we at? Oop, got to wrap this up. And, you know, how we live either blasphemies the word or glorifies God. You understand that? How you live either blasphemies or glorifies God. So those in leadership should always strive to set the example so the sheep know the way in which they should go. And in your learning, what people have forgotten is that those stuck in using God's grace as an excuse for sin have really never truly experienced it before. They've never experienced this as saving grace and power. Because God's truth will set you free if you're willing to deal with you. So when we're free from those things that entangle us, they cause us to give God his truthful name. He is the God of gods, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. But through our bad actions, they make us just look like everybody else, even if done in secret in a thing. And I'll wrap that part up with G. Campbell Morgan stated one time that he never began his day without looking for God and what God would have him do. You're either going to honor God or you're going to honor you. Which leads us to Psalms 99, 1-9 where it talks about the holiness of God and keeping God high and lifted up. You give God honor by the life you live. Lord, help me to articulate that, please. From my heart. Your heart. Do it from your heart, please. Because my heart isn't... Just say it the way you'd have me say it. You know what it's like? You ever heard the good... Good. If, if anything is good, if anything is pure, if anything is lovely, think on these things. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Have you ever experienced true goodness before, any of you? The goodness, you've come across somebody that you thought was so good. You thought, I can't imagine anybody ever wanted to harm you or do say anything bad about you because you just see the goodness of God on them. It's like a sense of innocence where you see their heart and their motives in everything they do. That's where I believe God's bringing us back into. It doesn't make you easily deceived like a child. God's called us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. But see, people really underestimate the power of God and the people that are able to come into God's heart with the faith of a child. And sometimes they think that you're immature. You can't handle this. You can't do. They make these assumptions about you without realizing who's leading you. It's like I, I trust him, not you. Don't, don't think you're gonna put a little ring in my nose like you do everybody else around you because you think more of you than you do of him. I'm not let, I'm not led around by Jezebel. I'm led around by him. 
I'm led by the Lord, by love. And so I recognize love in other people and their motives and by what they do. People can come try to buy you with all the money in the world and they end up being the biggest frauds too. They have corrupt hearts because motive is what exposes the heart. So don't think God doesn't show us what you do and who you are when you come up alongside of us or try to. See, humility, humility recognizes humility. And I mean that humbly. But we recognize people who are here to serve and not just be served. Hopefully that's you as well, as I'm trying to be too. But God's holy. Therefore, give God the honor that's due him by the way that you live. 1 Samuel 2.30 states that, Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise that your house and the house of your father shall, should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Do you put more stock in you than you do in him? Because the greatness of God makes the earth shake. And it should make people tremble. <clears throat> but honestly, to me, it's frightening in this day and time to see people, how, how they speak about the Lord, but even more frightening in how they live. Because they never think God will hold them accountable. But now this seems to be what we've entered in. And if you know anything about where we are as a body, then you know that as the bride comes nearer to all truth, judgment's right behind her. Because as truth walks in the room, God must inspect those properly aligned with himself, with those which are not. Which means that those who have purposefully chosen to do their own will must be judged as God inspects every heart to see who call themselves his own without considering whether their heart conditions match his. His own character or his own ways as we come closer to the ancient of days. For many have chosen for years on end to do as they do and then continue in sin, never fully considering that their ways could would get them left out off course to what's like the five foolish virgins that were eventually found out because of their own negligence. Which leaves us as we wrap up today. I want to thank you for joining me. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Thanks for listening to the 15-Minute Rev. Glad to finally be back with you. I missed you. Hope you've missed me too. Uh, but we're going to wrap up with Proverbs 26, 17. That states, like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel not their own. What does that mean? Are you quick to pick up other people's offenses or do people's dirty work when they try to get you to pray with them? I'll just spit it out there. When people try to get me to pray with them, I always ask them, what, do you get, what are you praying about? What are we praying about? And then I'll, I'll go seek the Lord, what God has to say about it. What is God's take on this? And God will tell me, you're being drawn into something that's not your business. 
God says, if you have out with your brother, you go to your brother, right? That's, that's honor. That's integrity. I think it's about time we get some. So don't pick up other people's offenses so you're not judged in this hour. Anyway, go have yourself a great Friday. I'm always glad to see you. I'm always glad to spend time with you and talk with you. I think we'll pick up the conversation on Tuesday. But as for me, I'm going to go out and eat some Mexican food, and hopefully you will too. But I love you guys. Go have yourself a great night. I'll catch up with you soon. Bye-bye.